and guess for clarity purposes, my stepdad and my biological father were in the same area. And I had this dad and they both turned around. I'm like, hold on. You know who I'm talking to. Like, <laughs> like that's big joker right there. You know what I mean? Because that's what he's done in my life. He he gets the big joker card. Nothing against you. And because you only can do so much because I'm not in that household. You know, I'm in his household. He's with my mom. I'm with them 24-7, and he has blessed me. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg, joined my co-host Buff and Rozzy. Fellas, tell them what's on your mind. Well, my first quick question is, what what are you sipping, Ferg? Um, because I'm not as fancy as thou, mm. I have a, a a basic Hendrix and tonic with a splash of lime. <laughs> you you, you <laughs> sound real bougie. You're not fancy. <laughs> no, because people know minute, what the man. hell Hendrix is. When Byron says his shit, people don't have to Google. Listen, we're not talking. He has some limited we're, limited. We're, uh, we're not talking about what I'm sipping right now. So thank you. Uh, Byron, what are you saying? Uh, I didn't, that's not what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Rosie, what you sipping? Oh, I got yeah, water. Say heat. I was that what you were trying? I don't even know why you bought it. Yes. Him. I don't even know why you asked. Um, but no, I, I was just going to talk about how I just finished this show on Hulu called um, Little Fires Everywhere with Reese Witherspoon and Kerry Washington. And I can't think of a show. I think I have said this before, but I can't remember what show it was. But I can't think of another show that has more unlikable characters than this show. Like everybody's trash. Everybody is <laughs> trash, dog. <laughs> but you watched the whole series. I did. I did. It, it, it was pretty. <laughs> so it's it pretty good, man. So it says. So the show's not bad. You just don't like the people, right? Right. The show is. You know, it's pretty well written. I heard it's based off of a book, and um, but it's it's good. It's just that everybody is just. Trash, man. Like, <laughs> but it was good, man. So if you guys are looking for something I, to watch, check that out on Hulu. Is Kerry Washington still fine? See, just, here's the thing about Kerry Washington. Okay. Ever since that movie came out with her on uh, Netflix late last year, and then everybody came out with the memes, with the uh, <laughs> with the mouth expression she kept making. I can't unsee it, man. <laughs> So she she hadn't been fine to me since uh I think I love my wife or I think was that the one with Chris Rock or why did I get married? I, no, no, she was fine uh, in Django Unchained. She really? was fine in was Django she, Unchained. Uh, she was like limited in that, so I don't you know. But um, but it, it was a full need, naked scene. Maybe you, was, go, was, maybe you need to go back and watch Django Unchained. Fine, whatever. Yeah, D Django. You, you need to go back and watch Django Unchained anyway, because it is like one of the funniest, oh, like love, best I Western love movies. Django Unchained. You know, <laughs> all, all in all, DiCaprio want to do is eat some white cake. That's it. <laughs> Dog, nigga on a nag. Nigga on a nag might be one of the funniest lines I've ever heard in my Not life. Not a lie's been told at this table tonight. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I got going on, man. Cool. All right, Razzy, what's going on with you, man? Uh, man, not a lot. I'm I'm ready for the weekend. It's a long weekend with uh, nowhere to go, but uh, try to 
take the kids out, let them go on a hike, something, get them out of the house because uh, they are driving me crazy. And uh, I'm so glad that I, I talked about school being over last week. And uh, I, I'm I'm kind of second guessing that because now <laughs> it's too much free time. Uh, it's too much free time. It's like, it, it, you know, at least we had an hour or two of them actually needing to do something and entertaining themselves and, you know, us working on expanding their mind. Now that two hours is gone. So after about two o'clock, the kids are like, all right, uh, we've done everything in the house to do. What do we do now? But but didn't Sophie have a conference call like two days ago or something or yesterday? Yeah, she had a conference call. They were talking about. Um, so this week is the last official week of school. But you know how the last week of school is in real school. Y'all don't really do nothing. So it's the same thing on this. Like they have a bunch of stuff on the app that they don't have to actually do. Like the teacher isn't grading it and stuff. So Sophie like, Psh, I ain't doing that shit. So <laughs> I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> so S- Sophie's chairman. Yeah. She like, she ain't learning nothing from them. Well, speaking of the kids, I definitely want to bring this up. Before we started recording, you were telling uh, Byron and myself about this, um, the way you have your kids communicate, because Skylar, my five-year-old daughter, uh, we were sitting in the room the other day, and she was looking through our iPad and saw some pictures and was going through them. And um, I looked up, and she was crying because she just really missed her friend. And now I'm just trying to find a way to have them communicate or have her be able to create her circle of friends and communicate during this time, because it's hard for adults who have access to social media, phones, cars, or to do whatever they want to do. But for kids, it has to be even tougher. So can you take a minute to tell our listeners about what we were discussing earlier? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's an app for, through Facebook called F- Facebook Messenger Kids. And so we started off just FaceTiming with people who had FaceTime and, and so the kids could see them and, and those types of things. But, you know, with that, the kids have to be on your phone and everything and you have to kind of control that. It's a little bit harder for them and more difficult for them to be able to call who they want to call. So we found Facebook Messenger Kids just randomly And what it is, is you're able to take your Facebook profile, go over to the uh, menu and there's a a tab for Facebook Messenger kids. You tap that and you can create your kid a profile. And when you create your kid a profile, you can control who they friend. So like Sophie has all of her friends from school on there and she has her cousins on there. And then you download the Facebook Messenger app to their um, like device or whatever. So if they have a tablet or phone that they play with a lot, they can go in and, and just only talk to the people you approve. So that's the kind of cool part about it is you get to limit who they talk to. And then on top of that, you can always go back and you can view like the text messages, the interactions, how, how often they're talking to people and everything from your app. Like, so you just go to your Facebook app and you can actually see it. So you don't have to give me your phone and let me see who you're talking to and let me see who you're texting. Uh, you can go through your phone and, and, and be able to review that. And you can invite other adults to make profiles for their kids. Or if you want them to be able to talk to the actual adult, you can friend the actual adult and that adult can get calls and everything through their regular Facebook messenger. So they don't have to get messenger kids. So it's just a real cool app that lets them, it has games loaded in there so they can just take turns 
playing like crack the egg where each one of them take a turn cracking the egg and then you know whoever uh, gets the special egg a snake pops out and so they lost or whatever so my kids will sit there and play crack the egg with you know a friend from school for the 30 45 minutes uh so it's a way for them to still be social a little bit and and interact with their friends uh even though they can't go and hang out with them. bro you be dropping jewels on this show I mean, you you be dropping some dope stuff on it. That's why I didn't like you in eleventh grade. But um, <laughs> you know, show off in uh, algebra two trigonometry, but it's all good. Actually, that was tenth grade. That was tenth hey, grade, right? That yeah, was tenth grade. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I remember I was, one. I, I remember one time I had like fell asleep in the class, and uh, I can't remember who was teaching it, but she tried to like catch mm-hmm. me. Like I, I I wasn't gonna be able to do whatever she uh had going yeah. on, and she woke me up and told me to go up to the board. And uh, and figure it out. So I, I just walked up to the that. board. That's and I, why I hated you, I, I, dog. Like, figured it out real quick, and then I went I back said, and sat down and laid my head back down. Mother, <laughs> F that mother, man. It's like I was asleep <laughs> because I knew what you was talking about already, and it was boring. I, I was in there writing raps. That's back when I was trying to rap. <laughs> I was in there writing my raps. <laughs> Little yeah. evil at the beginnings of it. <laughs> Well, thank you for those jewels, man. Um, if it sounded like I was quiet, it's because I was uh, creating Skylar's account. So uh, I would accept, expect to get a acceptance from Ollie and Sophie within the, the hour. So if they don't, we got problems. Just letting them know. I just approved it, just like hey. that, because it comes Bam. up on your uh, Facebook notifications. I just oh, so you, click you, approve, you, and now you they connect that pretty fast. Huh? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I basically I was listening to the directions and I just knocked it out. So But no, um what's on my mind? First of all, Byron, what are you sipping on? Okay, here we go. All right, I'm sipping on Blanton's. Nobody's heard of that besides you. Okay. Well, that that's actually not true. It's a it's a bourbon and it's 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 it's, it's pretty limited. Like it's hard to find, I'm not going to lie. And it's like individually labeled. It's kind of pricey, but like if you're an Uncle Nearest fan, then it's it's right along that line, maybe slightly higher, uh, depending on where you purchase it from. But it's very, 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 very smooth. So I'm actually when we go to commercial, I'm going to pour one more little smidgen of it because uh, I'm getting kind of low. <laughs> But yeah, it's good. And you're rich and it don't matter. No, no, no. You can eat no, as no, much no, as you want no, no, and go no. get some more. And listen, a good friend of ours <laughs> purchased this for me. She had to look all over New Orleans and uh, she purchased it for us. So shout out to Allison Macarella. Thank you because I am drinking this. So thank you. So you sip it on the rocks or what? what, what well, I'm, what I'm drinking it neat right now. Uh, I don't really. When it, when it comes to like fine liquor, as you would say, I don't like to put a whole lot of extra stuff in you know i like to try to enjoy it on its own neat but i, I do i have to do at least a splash of lime but, or something but, man. But, i need but something can up. we just go to the top of the show when you said you were sipping something simple and then when you described it <laughs> it sounded like some roaring 20s drink one of those cigars with the long ass extension. In. <laughs> oh man, hilarious! Uh, hey, hey! By the way, I want you, the listeners, to realize they're picking on me. 
Everybody says we're picking on Rosie. You see, Yo, it goes around. People say so. that a lot. Why do they? We don't pick on Rosie. Like that's 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 a that's a myth. We don't pick on Rosie. Rosie sets himself up. <laughs> just talking. Talk how, how about you come up to the mic? See, that's how that's how Byron says stuff, and he'll like lean away from the mic so that you can barely hear him when he when he know he laughs. We don't pick on you. I don't think we do. Like Tabitha says, we do, but I disagree. We don't. Nah, we just jones on each other. I just, I am not the jokester of the group. And so it might seem like I'm getting picked on because y'all might joke on me and I don't joke back a lot, mm-hmm. but that's just not my my personality. And so, you know, now if Jen was here, that was her thing. Like she would like go back at it for you. So she was the one that, <laughs> but, that joked on me. Yes, but Rosie, you you set yourself up though. though. You, you, you can't, you can't just say you like, we just decide to say certain things. You. You put yourself out there. I do. I do. But you know what? You know what? I I rather yeah, show reserve you that, reserve you that do. for my joke because my joke is good this week. See? Get ready for it. Wow. That next drink. Wow. The next drink be the last one. Or we ain't gonna be able to do no show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your brother feeling good over here, man. <laughs> yeah, but I don't have much to say besides twenty twenty. Just thought that should be thrown out there. Agree. Yeah, because you know, you know, you know <laughs> next is what cicadas or aphids. Yeah, or... man, I saw that. I'm like, nigga, what the? <laughs> and, I, and, I, and at one time, I was looking forward to cicadas. Only reason because when Tabitha first moved up here, they were here, and it was like, okay, they won't be back for another 16 years. So I was like, wow, by then we'll probably be married, we'll have a kid, and all of that has happened. So I was looking forward to this year, but now 2020, two thumbs down. Them things are <laughs> loud and annoying. Mm-hmm. I just, oh man, it's just and they're big and they just lay there like they don't, they don't bite, they don't, they just land on you and like, yeah, I'm here, what's up? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like they said, they said one point what one point three million per uh, square acre or some shit like that. Like, yeah, it's something crazy. That's a lot of bugs. <laughs> that's not yeah. that's that's ungodly, man. That you know, I'm pretty sure there's a missing book of the Bible where they talk about that. Cause that that ain't that ain't normal. They they talk about locusts in the Bible. It, it yes, ain't even but, in the missing but, part. I'm just saying, <laughs> cicadas coming every 17 years. You know, like it's just maybe they just didn't. They weren't specific enough. But that is that is. I'm not with it. But um, really don't have much to say besides. Uh, did I say 2020 yet? Mm, you just go get yes. rising. All the work to do with the bleeps. I mean, 20, 2020 deserves it. <laughs> and I mean, I just and I think everybody. I don't know what it was this week, but I've seen more my 2020 plans versus what happened. My plans this year versus what 2020 had to bring. Yo, yo, those are hilarious. They, they have, yeah, like they, all of, they just popped up out of the blue this week. And look, before we get to the commercial, remember how bad we thought 2016 was? Trump got elected. Was that the year that Muhammad Ali and Prince died? Was that the same year? Yeah, like like, like we thought that so. was bad, and then twenty twenty was like, nah, hold my beer, brother. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> and it's only May. Mm-hmm. It's only May. But with that being said, I don't want to harp on twenty twenty too much. So, uh, fellas, you know what time what time it is. Let's go ahead and pay some bills. Uh, be right back, fellas. Yeah, do what you do. do, what you do. <laughs> 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we're back. Three brothers, no sense. We just paid some bills, so you know what time it is. It's time to roll out that red carpet. One mic stand with Rizy. Take it away, Riz. Cool, cool. But before I uh, get to my joke, I just want to let y'all know that uh, this is going to be a real funny episode. Byron been drinking. And we know it's going to be a good episode because he ain't got no sleeves on. Oh, so. You did not have to tell people that, man. <laughs> if, if y'all ever go back to uh, like our first about 10 episodes, like literally Jenica used to make a joke. Byron did not have she sleeves sure on did. for the first 10 she episodes sure of um, of the show. So, uh, yeah, it's about to be a good episode today. It's man. almost like Carl ain't got no roof. <laughs> Buff ain't got no sleeves. <laughs> but uh yeah man but my joke um man i don't know if it's really a joke or whatever but all i know is that i finally figured out if god was a man or a woman man uh god is a woman because when he made a kangaroo one of the angels was like man that's a cute animal he's like yeah thanks it has pockets Man, y'all know y'all know girls. You can't you can't compliment a dress oh, and, and it has pockets and they not say thanks. It has pockets. Lord, that, the lady's gonna get it. The lady's gonna get it. I'm telling you. We man, I tell you. And he set it up. Maybe, too, hey, maybe Bird will laugh at that one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh man. Which, but you remember earlier when he said this one's gonna this was one. <laughs> <laughs> but we pick on him. <laughs> all, right, all right, I'll bring another one in. How about this one? How about this? Oh, one? oh, oh we gonna go for two. Oh, two for okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, so why don't ants get sick? Mm. Because they have little antibodies. That's pretty. That's, no, 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 that's, pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah, give him that. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, though. It's pretty good, man. Come on, hey, Rosie. That, yeah. that that one was pretty good, bro. Yeah. Oh man, you're not, you're uh, not gonna turn out. You're not gonna uh, top running out of material. You're not gonna top that one. But that was that. That's a close second. <laughs> All right. Cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, Mr. Sapphire, uh with, with tonic and lime and uh whatever with your tuxedo on sipper. What you got for us? It's actually Hen- it's actually Hendrix. Okay, my, my and bad. Remember, <laughs> I deferred my question to Rizy this week. So I'm gonna let him start off. Oh, okay. All right, all right. <laughs> well oh, uh I've been seeing a bunch of memes about what's uh future Future Sierra's new husband. Mar- what's his name? Mar- Russell Russell Wilson. Wilson. I Russell saw Wilson. that. I saw yeah. that earlier today. And yeah, so he his his he stepson, it, um, like had a birthday, and 
he posted something and he was like, you know, happy birthday, you know, you deserve the best. Daddy loves you as a step parent. And, you know, Future's actual like Twitter post or whatever was just like, happy birthday, little Future. Like, you know, love you twin or something like that. What's up, little nigga? (laughs) Basically, yeah. And so the everybody, all the deadbeat dads out there just been coming to uh, Future's defense. And I just want to get y'all take on do y'all think Russell is is kind of out of line to be like, you know, call me daddy when Future is involved in Little Future's life a little bit, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but he he's he's not his dad. So as a as a bonus parent, we talked a little bit about that. Like it where's the line where you actually say call me dad versus call me, you know, my name or or whatever. Well you wanna hit on this buffer? I was just gonna say so I speak from a slight place of ignorance because I don't know all of the details. But from what I know, I was always under the impression that Sierra had to kind of like fight him over child support and things of that nature. And at one point, Russell Wilson said, don't even worry about it. I got it. You don't need his money. I got it. I don't want to see you getting upset, arguing with him over child support. So don't even worry about it. The fact that he's taking this child in and treating him as his own, as though he were a biological child of his, I think he has every right. I mean, Lil Future is under his roof. He's eating his food. He's benefiting from the lights that he paid for, the water, and all of that stuff. So, yes, it's okay for him to uh, call, refer to himself as Future's dad. I mean, I, I do think, I don't know how old Lil Future is now, but it's important that he knows who his biological dad is. And if Future is in his life, then that won't be any confusion. He'll know who his real dad is. But I have seen where, I have seen stepkids call both depending on the involvement, their biological father, dad, as well as their stepdad, dad. And there's like no real confusion. So I think it's okay. Unless I'm missing something that I don't know about. I think it's okay. I'm glad you kept it short. Cause I got a lot to say about that shit. Let's go. Um, Rise, as long as you've known me, when I talk about my dad, who am I talking about? Kenny. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That is my stepdad for people that don't know me. That is my dad. That is my father. That is the man that's been in my life since as long as I can remember. To give people context, that's where we did the live show from. Exactly. No questions asked. He would have been offended if we wouldn't have came there because that's my dad. Was there any point in my life where I would have been punished for not calling him my dad or calling? You know, no, I don't think that's the, the, the issue. If anything. If this young man, Lil Future, has the ability to have two positive male role models in his life, when some people have none, and we're making that an issue, we got, once again, we're looking at the wrong thing, man. Like, he has two successful male figures. Now, they have two different industries, two different lifestyles, but, you know, I'm not, I have nothing against future. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know his involvement as a father. I don't even know his, his thing with Sierra and stuff like that. That's irrelevant. What I'm saying is if this young man can have two positive male role models in his life, then he's in a great spot. So for me, it's not about 
future in Russell, it's about us. Once again, I try to make it go to big pictures like us in the community. Like, why is this a thing? Like this boy has two dads. When a lot of us are talking about absentee fathers, people growing up with no, no, no father figures. This dude has two father figures. Like for me, I remember being in situations where, and I guess for clarity purposes, my stepdad and my biological father were in the same area. And I had this dad and they both turned around. I'm like, hold on. You know who I'm talking to. Like, <laughs> like that's big joker right there. You know what I mean? Because that's what he's done in my life. He he gets the big joker card. Nothing against you. And because you only can do so much because I'm not in that household. You know, I'm in his household. Uh, he's with my mom. I'm with them 24-7. And he has blessed me with bringing me in under his wing and treating me as one of his own. For people that knew us when we grew up, they 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 would never have thought that was my step. I would forget that's my stepdad. I had to sit down and like, oh yeah, that's not my step. That's not my biological father. We're we're harping on the wrong thing. Does Lil Future have a problem with it? Is Lil Future struggling? Is he upset about it? I don't think so, man. Like, we gotta get past that. I mean, I think they're in a great situation in both. Maybe, you know, if there is an issue with future, maybe Russell will make him step up. You know, I remember and I talked to my dad all the time and I remember him saying when I asked your mom to move to Dallas with me, it was just the three of us. He's like, I promise her I would always take care of you. And he's like, as long as you're under my roof. You don't have to worry, you want to mind. And so there's, you know, you never have to worry about this other man paying you child support. You're my kid in my house. But if we get to the point where we have to worry about his child support, then I, I failed as a man. Like, man, we we need more that we talk about. It takes a village. This is not the ideal situation, but this is this is, you know, extended family. That's why I, I like when people start talking, calling people bonus, my bonus kids, my bonus mother, my bonus father. This dude has a bonus, and his bonus is fucking Russell Wilson. <laughs> What kind of what kind of bonus is that? We have kids that have deadbeat dad, and then they the dude they mama with is a deadbeat too. So I and we're worried about a great situation. I think that I think the issue is so Rosie brought up deadbeat dads taking up for future, and I think that comes from I believe future has had an issue with how involved Russell Wilson is. To where he's like even tweeted like a handgun, a football, and like so like it was like you know like kind of like a subtle shot at Russell Wilson and, and like that he don't know no they, better though yeah exactly so I think he don't know no better because back to it last week we were talking about that like this culture we have we think this man is trying to take your place mm-hmm. you worried about the wrong thing yeah. but my bad dog like that that I know you were going with that. I heard about that so continue. Oh, so I, I I'm torn on this one, truthfully. So, and, and mainly because I I I was the future of the situation, right? You're talking about your little future in the situation, but I know when I couldn't be there from hate for Haley. I'm up here in Birmingham, and I'm doing everything I can uh, now. You know, Allison never had to worry about whether I was paying child support. She never had to had that fight, but there were still other things and other issues like we, we had to deal with. And 
my idea was I want to be involved enough. I want to make sure Haley feels like I'm dad enough that she never has to feel like she needs to call another man dad. So for me, it's, it's very difficult to put myself in the situation or think about another guy calling or Haley calling another guy dad. I mean, when we, we really think about like you, you were just talking about for her or, or we were talking about a little earlier I, in another episode, I had the like core family, right? Like I had a mom and a dad and they were in the house. And so I grew up with my father. And so my idea of what dads do and, and how they take care, I felt bad that I couldn't be there to do that for Haley. But at the same time, it's like I did everything that I could so that she would feel like I was dad. And so she could call me. She could always, you know, depend on me if she needed something or and things like that. And so I did what I could so that she wouldn't have to. And I think that's where the guys that are supporting future are looking at if if he did do because he's ultimately he is paying child support now. He he had to get shamed into it, whatever, but ultimately he is now. Um and I think a little bit of that got blown probably out of proportion because of the public eye with yeah. them, because it, it, th- those arguments happen in divorces. And, and you know, when you're talking yeah, yeah, through yeah. that, you, you have to have those conversations. And I think what happened is those conversations became really public for them. Uh, so and, and you end up with this really divisiveness that may not have existed if they hadn't have been celebrities. But. I, I feel like future is there i mean you see pictures of them even if it's just every once in a while but like you said they 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 live different lives they're in different industries sierra has left she has uh sole custody she's with russell right now so it's i don't know man i just i feel like i guess i feel like you can't have two dads and maybe that's the thing because of the weight that i put on the word dad like a father is a father like Byron? Could you imagine something happen and Jasmine calling somebody else dad? Uh, no, no, I, I, I don't like that at all. No. <laughs> see, see, that's what I'm saying. So, but, but no, but I, I get you. But what would it take for Jasmine to call somebody else dad? Rizzy, what would it take for Haley to call somebody else dad? Like it has to be a, a a lack or a gap or this dude has gone above and beyond and nothing against my biological father. I love him to death. Part of the reason I moved to Houston is to create a stronger bond with him. But Kenny Carter, that's my dad. That's who raised me. That's who put in the blood, sweat and tears to help mold me to be the person I am today. Like, I still talk to him more than I talk to my biological father. Is there anything against my biological father? No. But Kenny stepped up and filled those shoes. To me, it's almost like, and I know you might debate me on this, it's almost like having an adopted parent. If this adopted parent takes this role and they do everything and go above and beyond, you you worried about a title. I get it. But that's who that person identifies with. If for whatever reason. So they're trans dad. 
Call it what you, <laughs> call it what you will. <laughs> call it what you will. But, I'm sorry. I, it was, that was just too easy. Like <laughs> That was a trans dad joke? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but, you know, like, but not saying that it's like a, it's a contest. It's the fact that I think about knowing both of you guys for, and we were saying earlier, 25, almost 30 years seeing you guys grow and knowing you guys as fathers, you know, it would take a hell of a lot for your kids to replace you or even put somebody else on that same level, you know? And if somebody else is on that same level, is it a knock on them? Is it a knock on you? Or are your kids truly blessed? Rosie, buff, myself included. If they got to a point where somebody else was able to get on my level with my kids and I know how I feel about my kids and how you guys feel about your kids, guess who's winning in all this? It ain't about Rosie or Byron or Ferg. It's about the kids. The future is set. If people, we handle it the right way, they handle it the right way. If he gets caught in like, don't call him dad, call me dad. Like he shouldn't have to worry about that. Like Kenny Carter dropped me off. I used to come to Houston for the summer when I would live in Dallas. He would drop me off to Houston every summer. He would make sure he'll come pick me up. He'll meet my dad, my step, my real dad halfway. Like he's like, this dude needs to be with his father too. He understood that. And I think that's also a part like as a father, as another black man, having that responsibility, not trying to like if future's down. Now I will say if future's out there buying into Let's say Sierra's talking noise about uh, future or downing or whatever the case may be, and future's allowing or buying into it. Nah, you shouldn't be talking about another kid's father in front of him. Like I will, I will say this: I've never heard my dad say anything negative about my biological father. I've never heard, seen him allow my mother to say anything bad about my biological father in front of me, because like, hey. That man still needs to know who his dad is, still love his dad, because once again, he had this other another kid outside of marriage as well. And he's like, I would never want anybody to do that to me. I would never want another man downing me on my kid. So, you know, I understand it would be tough. It would it would break my heart. One of my biggest fears in the world and comes from my line brother Lenny. He said this a few few years ago. One of his greatest fears is for another man. Well, for any of his kids to call another man dad, or this dude was like a father figure to me, if he's still living, you know, it's it's tough. So, my bad. I got on the soapbox. I'll probably talk to my counselor about that this week. (laughs) No, man, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. Um, Because I I do, I have a lot of friends um, and, and family, even that, you know, are the bonus parents. And uh, a lot of those kids call, you know, my sister's mom, um, same way. So, you know, and, and, and I get it. I understand why, because just like you said, they had to step up and they, they became that parent figure. Even if the other parent was in the, in the picture, they still filled that role because they were in the house, you know, and, and the kids were with them a good bit. So I get it, man. I just, you know, for me, it's still, deep down and entrenched in me that I, I I don't think I'd be comfortable with it. But, but, uh, but again, how I, I always talk about how I feel and how I react are two different things. And I agree with you when you talk about, I, I'm not going to let the kids see that. 
if if yeah. if that's if they're cool with calling them dad, if that's what they feel, uh, and, and I'm I'm probably going to be like, okay, that that's what it is. It is what it is, you know. But it, it's it's still going to hurt a little bit inside. All right. So so is it on me? <laughs> yeah, my yeah, bad. Yeah. the last one now. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you know we're gonna keep the focus on you, Arazio. So in last week's episode. You, in your answer to, I forgot which question it was, you uh, mentioned how you like for your kids to challenge authority. And I got some feedback on that. Like my cousin and a couple of the listeners was like, you know, that's a pretty good concept. And for those that didn't quite catch it or missed it or misinterpreted it, I kind of wanted you, this isn't like really so much a question as it is just to give you the platform to kind of explain, like going to death more about having your kids challenge authority. Cause that goes against everything. Most of us was raised to do. Like you didn't question your parents. Your parents told you to do something. You did it. Your parents told you something. You believed it. You didn't like say, well, why can't it be this way or that way? So I just kind of wanted you to get into the explanation of, of that concept of parenting and what is the line of respect? Because I'm sure you don't let allow your kids to disrespect you when they challenge your authority. So what is that line? And just explain further on challenging authority. Yeah. So it's, I'll start with the reason why black people were taught. You don't, question authority or you don't disrespect and everything like that because it was life or death if we did it. If children went out into the world and questioned authority, which was the white authority at the time, uh, especially back in the day, they could get killed and there would be no repercussions behind that. So that's where really a lot of that respect authority and you say yes ma'am and no ma'am and you know you don't look them in the eye, you don't look authority figures in the eye and you, it, all of that came truthfully from slavery. Uh it, it was it was and, and even after that Jim Crow, it was a way for us to survive. And so we were teaching our kids what Massa had taught us and it was our way of been passing that down for years. You know the old trope of white kids are bad and you always hear about them always talking back and everything like that. It literally is because their parents are okay with them questioning authority because they feel like they are privileged enough to do it. So they have that privilege to be able to do it. And so now that the parents are able to do it, they let their kids do that. And so that's what I'm trying to teach my child is that you question everything. I don't care if they are in a position of authority and and you have a question about why they're doing that. You question it because if you don't, they're going to accept things that may not be to their benefit. So my kid, when they go into corporate America and they start seeing the one of their coworkers get positions that they don't get. When they start seeing, you know, somebody get the raise that really didn't deserve it. When they start working harder, because that whole idea of I work three times harder and I'll get just as far, that's bull. It it, it is bull. I I've seen so many people that overproduce, outperform, and still never get promoted. And I, I think I've told the story of 
I would never have gotten a branch at my company and my company is a great company. And, and so I don't, I, I don't think it was like this cultural thing that I got passed over, but I never got looked at. And I think it was just kind of a, 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 a un, unrealized bias by my manager that I got looked over. I was outperforming, outproducing, killing everybody on numbers, but I wasn't getting a branch. I had to speak up and say, I went to HR and I was like, y'all need to explain to me why these two guys that I'm killing on numbers got branches before me. And literally the week after I got a call and got offered a branch because they knew it was wrong. They knew that there was no reason they could give me. And so that's why I teach my kids to do it. And like you talk about with making sure that they are respectful with it, the same way I can call a, a branch or I can call HR or I can call, talk to my manager and question them in a sensible manner and present facts. That's what I teach my kids. So no, if they get to where they're just pitching a fit or they're whining, I stop it. I, I, I nix it right then. I'm like, no, hey, you need to calm yourself down. What do you want? Or if if I tell them no, because like, say they want to go outside and it's raining and they start trying to question my authority. That's when I'm like, stop. It's raining. You're not going out there. So it it's. But sometimes, you know, I have to give them my reason why. A lot of times as parents, what we want to do is just say no. And you respect it because I said Cause I said it. so. And because yeah. I said so. And I hated that. I hated that as a kid when my parents did it. I'm like, because we're we're molding our children to understand. They're not going to actually be able to parent and make good decisions and everything if they don't understand reasons why. Because for a kid, going out in the rain is no big deal. I I get to I get to go out, I get to get wet. It's like going to a water park for free. So why can't I go out there? in the rain and so it might be no you're not going out there because you might catch cold no you're not going out there because i don't want to have wet shoes coming through my house and i have to clean up behind you i don't want your clothes to get wet i remember growing up i i did that with my parents and literally my mom was like well go put some um some swim trunks on and go on out there then and she literally let us go out and play in the rain because <laughs> she's like i don't care you put your swim trunks on you know and so it's one of those things that you 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 have to explain to your kids and if you're so tired you're so busy that you can't take a breath and be questioned on why you made that decision then you you need to slow down a little bit and start kind of explaining to your kids why you're making these decisions so they can make good decisions going forward i I really do think because i said so was what they would say when the answer truly was I don't really have a good explanation for it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is because that's what I. That's what. That's what yeah, I use. Because what my mama made me do. That's what my mama made me do, and her mama made her do, and you see how we turned out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. You, you, go, you if, if it's lightning outside, you are gonna sit down and turn the TV off because that's the, the, like, no, no scientific basis behind that but yeah but. My, yeah we went science class today and they were talking about that it has nothing to do with right, nothing like right. i get it you know what uh it's funny because when you were giving your answer and when i first of all z and i had this conversation earlier this week based off of your answer you know it's like making us take a look at uh the way we parent i think we do pretty good as a parent as parents but always learning and just I like to challenge what I've done and what I'm doing and what I think and put it in my life as well. 
So, you know, we started, first of all, back to what you were just saying, Buff, like it was like, because I say so, it was like, I think the hardest adjustment is for us as parents to accept that, hey, let's be a little more open to letting our kids at least explore. I think because we use a challenge, you you think they're trying, you be like, explore their thought process. Like Sky is very intelligent. She likes to ask questions. She likes to understand why she can or can or what's behind certain doors. But slavery definitely is a part, part of it. When you mentioned it, I, I asked when you back to uh, the show on Netflix, Black AF, and like, damn it, all the episodes was because, yeah, this too is because of slavery. So, yeah, this too is because of slavery. But I don't think it's just because Massa was going to kill people and all that thing. I think a lot of times in our community, we're always searching for power. And the one person I know I can have power over or control over is my kids. That's the last person that should be questioning me. You know, and I've seen, you know, stories and articles on like how we we almost make we almost talk to our kids like it's a privilege for them to be alive. Like uh, you, you know, I sacrifice to put food on your table and stuff like that. Well, no, because you and dad got together and decided to, to either not have a kid or have an unprotected sex or whatever. But you brought me here yeah. and now you're kind of obligated to feed when me. When that kid say, when that kid be like, uh, I didn't ask to be here. But you know, like I'm making all these sacrifices and it's like, it's, they're people they're exploring, you know, it's like we have this, I'm a, I'm just happy to be here mentality where we're subject to, we were brought up in that don't challenge authority world because of the master slave mentality. And then I think you, you couple that with the fact that we want power. Like I can't be in control of anything else in my, the, in my world, but I can be in control of my house and I can be in control of my kids. And the last person that can't ever question me is my kids. And I think it's, you're right. I mean, I think about how many times I was scared and when I was younger to ask questions, one of my biggest fears today is I don't like to inconvenience people. I don't like to kick up dust. I don't like to mm-hmm. cause drama. Like I, I try to live a very drama free life. And I remember growing up in the suburbs of Dallas, watching these white kids question everything, question the parents, question. Now, I think you can lean too far to one side where they don't, they're, they're very disrespectful. And I, I think media and, you know, as black people in our culture, we think like we don't see it as the challenging of culture. We, we just see it as them being disrespectful. We take it to the far extreme. They're cussing out mom. You know, you've seen all the comedians with their, you know, mom. Like, it's like, we've seen that, but it doesn't have to be all that. It's just like, Scott asked a question. It's like, why are you asking this? We just, we already told you the answer. It's like, well, she has a valid point. Like, it's a good question. And yeah. you'll be amazed how, like, just my daughter's five, letting her ask questions and continuing to go down that dialogue. For one, I fail to realize how smart my daughter is sometimes. Like, the vocabulary she uses, the, the things she thinks and she considers. And I'm like, how do you... You, how do you know that word and you use it in a sentence properly? Like you, and it wasn't like you tried to make yourself sound smart. You just said it and it's like, oh, why does this five year talking, talking about this? Like our kids are smart. Teach them how to talk, teach them how to articulate, teach them how to explore, explore their minds and express themselves and still be respectful. 
Like a kid saying they want to go outside and it's raining and they ask you why is not disrespectful. It's inquisitive. You know, so I commend you on that. I'm glad you asked that because I literally, like I said, probably had that conversation with Z yesterday or the day before. And so we're trying to make ourselves more open to it than we have been in the past because it's not the kids. It's us. We got to get yeah. past that. My kids don't need to be questioning me. And and I'll tell you one one thing that I've used in the past, because sometimes you don't have time to, to explain, right? Yeah. Sometimes you don't, you're busy. You Say you're like, I'm working from home now and I'm on a conference call. Sophie comes in and asks something and I say, no, I don't have time to th- go back and forth with the 30 wise and everything. So instead of saying, cause I said, so I say, I don't have time to discuss that right now. We can talk about it after I get off the call. Yeah. We can talk about it later. And so that again, teaches them how to control themselves, defer, wait, remember what they wanted to talk about. Because truthfully, if they can't remember what they wanted, it was 20 minutes from now. It wasn't that important anyway. But but it was crazy. (laughs) Because when you say that, we had to actually sit down, Z and I, and figure out how that dialogue went because we didn't know. It's, and it, you know, just an example was Sky want to do something like she was playing yesterday and with TJ, my son, and they were making a lot of noise doing a lot of stuff. I'm up here working and Sky, I mean, Z told him to stop. And Sky was just like, I'm having so much fun, da da da. And we had to, later on, we had that discussion like, hey, Sky, when mommy and daddy tell you something, what I need you to do is do it immediately to show that you're listening. And then if you have a question or you're really enjoying yourself or you really want to understand something, then you ask your question. Don't ask your question while you're still doing it because the big, I can't get, I'm I'm not mature enough to get past that issue that you're not listening to me. I need you to listen and then we can talk and then we'll make a decision. And she's like, okay, dad, like that, that was, we had to literally Z and I think about what we were doing and how we're going about it because it makes you think about how you're parenting. It, it's 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 a change of thought. So I feel like yep. it was that was that was well explained and um it just kind of cleared up any type of confusion anybody may have had that you know you can allow your kids to to question you but be respectful with it. So like how you said like how some kids would be like, you know, F you this and F you that mom and no, you know, slamming doors in my house like that that that's not gonna happen. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. But, but so Sophie tried that. I told her, I'm like, I'll take it exactly. off. You won't have a door. So, <laughs> no door in the house. Like, like Jasmine loves to debate, and she, she, she's quick to say, but Daddy, and, and as long as she's in a respect, and sometimes she's made some good points that I'll be like, you know what? Okay, fine, you can do that. And so I just thought that was an interesting concept, and I feel like for the most part we were already applying it in our parenting skills, but we didn't really kind of acknowledge it that, hey, we allow our child to challenge authority. And I think it's a good way because if your only reason for doing something is because that's how I was raised or that's how it was always done, then usually that's not a great reason because a lot of things were always done. <laughs> and we realized they were wrong. So it's got to be more than that, man. So I appreciate you uh, expounding upon that and, and, and Ferg kind of jumping in on it as well, man. So 
All right, Fur, you got like three minutes. Ah. No, just- <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't even think I didn't even think I was gonna have a question. It was funny is I know how you guys feel because I literally was gonna talk about both your questions today. That's why I was so deep, like, like, damn, these sneaks both my questions. Yeah, for, so for the last uh, episode, it was man, that voicemail made me cry. And I like what Rosie said about challenging uh, authority. Those are like the two main points, man. Nice, yeah, so nice. like my my those were literally my two questions, and that's why I had a lot to say. Now I'm trying to think about what else is going on in the world that I want to talk about. Is Jordan better than LeBron? No, nah, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, look, 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 yeah, you can take all that out, but like, let's go. So, fellas, uh, for me, it's not really that deep. It's I'm pretty sure both of you guys have watched Last Dance, yes. uh, the. Yeah. The Chicago Bulls, the documentary, basically a Michael Jordan documentary. And if there was ever a time where, you know, the LeBron haters and everybody were coming out, it's now, you know. How do you feel about people talking about, like, putting down one to glorify the other? Because I think we do that so much uh, when we do comparisons is they have to put down one person to glorify and, the other person. And I person. was hoping once we... And your thoughts on the, and your thoughts on the, the, the documentary was stood out. I was hoping once we lost Kobe at the beginning of the year, because remember, the, for a long time, it was Kobe LeBron. I was hoping once we lost him that we would stop all of that and just learn to appreciate, like appreciate magic in the 80s and Bird. Appreciate Michael in the 90s. Appreciate LeBron right now and and Kobe when he played. But instead, we spend so much time, like you say, for putting down one just to prop up the other that it, it, you know, I'm, I'm exhausted from the whole LeBron, Michael Jordan debate. So I'm not going to add too much on that. I'll just speak on the documentary. It's not really a documentary because Michael Jordan had the final say on what got put in and put out. And Horace Grant is very upset with the so-called documentary. And he has some choice words for Michael Jordan. I also didn't. Yeah, yeah. And and I. What are your thoughts thoughts on the snitch? Well, here's the thing. It wasn't just Horace Grant that. You know, if, for those of you who didn't watch the documentary, there's a book that came out called The Jordan Rules, and it painted Jordan in an unflattering way. And the author of the book, you know, among the people he credited, he credited Horace Grant. But that author also, like, traveled with the Bulls. He followed the Bulls. He, like, reported on them. So a lot of the information he got on his own. So Horace Grant didn't give up all of that stuff. He clearly spoke to other players as well, but... The documentary makes it seem like Horace Grant was the the quote snitch. And Horace Grant shot back and said, you know, on episode one, you said your rookie year, you came into the locker room and players were smoking weed and drinking alcohol. So you're the snitch. So it's a lot of back and forth. But here's what I'll say. I enjoy the documentary. We don't have any live sports right now. So that was the closest thing to live sports we had. You're talking about a guy and myself that, rooted against Michael Jordan every game simply because my mom rooted for him and I just wanted to go against her. But I always acknowledged that he was great. I just wanted to see other people win. I wanted to see Patrick Ewing win, Charles Barkley, Sean Kemp. Jordan always won. So in my personal book, 
not trying to start an argument with you LeBron James fans or Kobe fans. In my book, Michael Jordan is the greatest. He has the numbers and the championships. I don't think you should just count championships because if you did, that would be Bill Russell. Russell, I don't think you should just count numbers because if you did, that would be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Karl Malone. To me, Jordan has both. LeBron will always have to explain that 2011 finals against the Dallas Mavericks when he let lesser players talk trash to him. You saw in the Michael Jordan documentary when players talk trash to him, what he did with him. Matter of fact, sometimes players didn't even talk trash to Michael Jordan. He manufactured that they were talking trash to him <laughs> just to motivate himself so he can kill him. So for J.J. Barrea to talk trash to LeBron and he took it, and, and played like trash in those two th- 2011 finals, that's something Kobe wouldn't have allowed. That's something Michael wouldn't have allowed Larry Bird, M- Magic Johnson. Not putting down LeBron, he is an all-time great. It's just when you're talking about all-time greats, you're splitting hairs. And one of those hairs is, A, Jordan has six, LeBron has three. Jordan wouldn't allow someone on the caliber of J.J. Barea or Sean Marion to talk trash to him and not do anything about it. So that's who I got. He is a jerk. We already knew that. Uh, Most of us knew that before the documentary. The documentary confirmed that. And he's the greatest shoe salesman of all time. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say the whole, it, it depends on what you mean by putting the other player down. Talking about LeBron's weaknesses isn't putting him down. Uh, and so when people are saying, Mike, just like you just did, LeBron let other players talk uh, crap about, you know, him and and he didn't actually go off on them. And, you know, that I, I saw a story where Shaq saw somebody and was like, when I see him on the court, I'm going to slap the fire out of him. And literally when he got on the court, he went up to him. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, that's what I'm talking about. Like, it, it it's not putting him down to say he didn't have that dog in him. Like it's, it's, he just didn't. I mean, he's a great basketball player. He's a great person. But when you talk about all around person, like active activism, everything like that, LeBron takes it over Michael for me. But when you talk about greatest of all time, basketball player, Michael has it period because he had that dog in him. He made a team better. Like whenever he went to a team, they got better. Uh, Mike and only so, once, Mike was only on one team that had some of the best All Star cast and the best coaching. No, of all time. you're talking about like the '95 uh, team. You 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 got to look. What was it, the '89 '90 team when he got yeah, there? Yeah, like he. But and, LeBron and so, did the same thing with Cleveland and every team he's been on. Like I think that's what we forget. No, he did it with Cleveland. He didn't do that with Miami. Yeah. He didn't do that with L.A. Yeah. Like L.A. was like they, they, these teams Dude, were LA's, like LA's elite ready to teams. Go. Yeah. When was who was continue? My bad. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back to that. I, I, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You come back to it, but no, it, it, he he didn't force them to get better. He didn't have that drive. Uh, and and Michael even said he's like, I'm a jerk because I don't take anything less than the best. He's like, I'm a jerk because I'm gonna talk trash to you and I'm gonna make you feel bad about being uh crappy and you're gonna get better or you're gonna and, and leave. Let, That's the only choice fair. you got. He was a bully. Jordan was a bully. Yeah. Yes, it was. 
I mean, when you're the best there is. <laughs> but but no, no. But you no, get a little no. leeway. But no, that isn't, that's not necessarily true because we've never seen another. There was a best there is before Jordan. Like Jordan is a rare person. And we want to compare everybody to Jordan and all that stuff. And to me, Jordan Steele is the GOAT. I'm not going to take that away from him. But when people start talking about LeBron's weaknesses, they can, it's, it's wanting somebody to be somebody else. Like LeBron would never be the, the type player that Jordan was because they play different. You know, you just said LeBron off the court is just like this great guy. That's the reason LeBron's not a bully on the court. That's how he's wired. He's a great guy. He's not a bully. We, 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 the way we compliment uh, LeBron for being great and, you know, uh, as a civic, uh, civic leader and all that stuff, we, that's, that's Jordan's downfall because he was an asshole. He didn't care. He makes it seem like, or his persona makes it seem like he didn't care anybody, about anybody else but Jordan because that's who he was. That's how he was wired. You know, Jordan's the GOAT. LeBron, maybe his personal bias, I think is a strong number two. You know, you can throw that at Kobe, anybody We're splitting hairs there. But the thing about it is, like, you never hear anybody call Jordan trash. Mm-hmm. You hear people call LeBron trash. Well, well you know, yeah, that's just ridiculous. Like, like, you know, like, like, you, can't, you, can't, you, can't you discuss basketball with people <laughs> you, like you that. You think about his weaknesses. It's like, it's like, you know, when you talk about Trump, that's yeah. just stupid. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like LeBron can survive in the 90s. LeBron's a freaking freight train. Like you adapt to your situation. If that would have been the world today, LeBron would play that way today. Yeah, he would have just been say, on the Pistons. I would say, I, would, <laughs> yeah. I always say, could what would Jordan look like playing with that Cleveland team, that Lakers team last year, in Miami? Does he go six for six? Do you think LeBron would have more than three rings? With that great Chicago team, what like well, that, well, that first three P team wasn't that great. It was good, but yeah. it wasn't great. So, 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 so you're saying best... organizations win championships? That's what you're saying? No, 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 no. I'm just saying <laughs> uh, what I'm saying because Michael is, would take uh, offense to that. <laughs> nah, you got you got arguably you got the goat, and arguably the second best, the second best number two ever, like. Pippen is the, by, to me, not the second best. He is the best number two ever. So you got the GOAT, and you pair him with the best number two ever. Not like, you know, like, to me, LeBron with D-Wade and Bosh. D-Wade was good at, you know, kind of complimenting what LeBron was doing in Miami. D-Wade was not a number two guy. He just could play that number two role. Pippen was the best number two ever. Like, that's what he goes down in history. Like, he is the best. If you go down history, if you had to pick up a second player, a second number two person, you know, who you picking? You picking Pippen every day. You know, uh, short uh, Shaq and Kobe, neither one was number two. They just, they complimented each other well. Mm-hmm. Pippen let him do what he did. And Pippen was still getting numbers. Pippen still was getting numbered. And I'm not taking away from Jordan. That, that first team was great. I mean, uh, that first championship was tough. But at the same time, 
people want to say, you know, like Jordan had one of the best coaches ever, one of the best, you know, di- duos ever. When duos were the thing, now it's, Triples. you know, you got to have a big yeah. three or a big four yeah. now. You know, like the game has changed. Could Jordan Pippen, like people, that was what I loved a few years ago was people were talking about could that Bulls team have beat that um, Warriors team just because they had a great duo and a strong number three, but that Warriors team had a good three, four deep. That, that started five for the Warriors a few years ago was crazy. Like the game has changed. But the documentary was solid. I enjoyed it every Sunday. My wife knew I was about to watch it every Sunday night. Um, I'm going to miss it. I need somebody else to come up with a documentary. Jordan, to me, is the GOAT. LeBron, still one of the best players, most entertaining to watch ever. He just did it differently. He will never have that killer instinct. That's just not him. But the dude is a freaking freight train. I feel like he can play any position. He can play in any time period. And, you know, give that man his props. Like, people people make scenarios like, well, he wouldn't last it, like, in the 90s. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's what I'm no, saying. Like, to me, that's what I'm saying. Like, people always find ways, but you don't hear. Like, people hated on Le- Jordan just because they wanted to see him lose. But they didn't have any weaknesses. Like, they, they, they can't find any weaknesses. You know, uh, or they wouldn't. You can't really talk about any of Jordan's weaknesses. But my 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 only you know. gripe with the documentary is they left out the whole Craig Hodges story. I would and I understand. I get you know Jordan had the final say so, and that is probably something he didn't want to talk about. But I would have loved to have seen that, you know, discuss. What about Scotty? And they, and though? they down and they downplayed the his gambling. Yeah, they made, that man they had a problem. He didn't they go made like what, one mention of it <laughs> when he played yeah. golf yeah, with yeah. the dude oh. with Jericho. <laughs> When he went to the casino, like the yeah. night of the yeah. finals, like between one also, of the games. the rumor is it wasn't a bad pizza that he ate for the so-called flu game. He was drinking that hen dog. That's the rumor. I can't confirm <laughs> or deny. You know what I'm saying? I ain't no journalist. But the rumor is he was on that hen dog. <laughs> but, it was, but you know what? That was, it was crazy. That's a different day and age. Like, then people were drinking, smoking cigars, mm-hmm. like mid-season. Mm-hmm. Like this dude was smoking a cigar, getting ready for like game six. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, man. it's a different day and age, man. Uh, and oh, I kind of, I kept, kind of felt sorry for Pippen. I wanted him to have more of a starring role. Like he is the unsung hero of all. They I kind of made him I truly bad, respect yo. that dude. But let me let me ask y'all this: What was the best part? Because my favorite part was Jordan having to fly to I think Vegas to get Rodman. Who was in the room yeah. with Carmen Electra? <laughs> Carmen Electra, yeah. <laughs> and she was like, she was hiding. Yeah, man. Like, hey, dog. Maybe you should come back. Like, Robin, Robin, Robin was off the hook, man. Yeah, that dude. Robin lived his life, Robin man. made the series. Like, this dude, like, oh, we in the playoffs? Yeah. I'm going to need a day off. I'm going to go yeah. wrestle. <laughs> yeah. <man. laughs> I'm like, about to go like, wrestle he went Hollywood Hulk Hogan. <laughs> that was crazy, oh. man. Oh, man, you know, that, that's me, though. That's all hey, I but got. But he still gave you know, 20 so. rebounds the next game, you know what I mean? Yeah, that dude mm-hmm. was balling. But, nah, it was funny. So, fellas, let's close them on out. What do you have for us? For me, um, for all the anime fans out there, I just got put onto a new anime called Rise of the Shield Hero. So right now, anime is real, real slow because of COVID, especially in China and, and Japan and everything. So 
a lot of shows are taking hiatuses. So this one, if you're looking for a new show, man, go check it out. It's pretty awesome. I, I, I put it top top five for animes that's out right now. So go check it out. I really want to ask you why is anime slow due to COVID, but I'm just going to. The animators can't go to work. Quarantine. So, it, it, okay. so all, the, all the animation studios and everything, they, they, they just can't work right now. All right. I just want to one uh, thank everybody uh, for reaching out to me the last couple of weeks in uh, losing my uh, my mother. And you guys have been checking on me and I really, really appreciate that. And also, I just noticed, man, because I went to like Target and Home Depot today. Just not that if we not that we've ran out of hand, hand sanitizer or bleach wipes, but I kind of want to re up before we do. And it's just crazy now. If you find hand sanitizer at a store, it's like winning a scratch off. Like if you find bleach wipes, it's like hitting the jackpot. Like finding these items is like winning the lottery right now, man. I think it's I think it's hand sanitizer. And then there's levels to it too, because it's like some bootleg hand sanitizers out there now. But if you find pure Don't if do you it. find Purell, then that's like oh. that's like finding the scratch that's like hitting the scratch five. If you hit if you find some bleach wipes. That's the jackpot with the Powerball, man. So if you guys know who got, you know, uh, stock of those items, please let us know because, you know, Target, Home Depot, the grocery stores, they're out. All I can see, all I find is like bootleg hand sanitizers right now. <laughs> so let us know. Well, I will advise placing an order. Like if you're going to do it like online, Amazon and all that stuff, because um, I deal with that daily. I just tell people just... Get in a queue. Like you got to do it ahead of time, right? Gonna, yeah, yeah. I mean, but you like it might say you might not get any to. Um, what well, it's 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 mid to late May now. Two months ago, people were seeing, you know, if you place order for Clorox wipes today, you won't get them until mid May. You would have got mm-hmm. them. Like you still need them. So don't always think that if you can't get it now, it's not a good time to just buy it and get in queue, even if you won't get it for a month or two months. Um, from what I see, this isn't going anywhere. Get in queue. I do this for a living. I sell sanitizer and soaps and stuff like that and hand hygiene products to uh, different facilities. And the same thing I tell my customers, the same thing I tell everybody else, just get in the queue, man. Like, you know, you're going to need it in June. You know, you're going to need it in July. So go ahead See where you can find it. Like if you go to Target, whatever the case may be. But if you can order it on Amazon and say it's going to be two months, order it on Amazon and just wait your two months and still look while you can. So, um, but man, I enjoyed the show today, fellas. It's been a good week. Just wanted to thank you guys for once again just being yourselves, being so strong. And uh, I'm getting ready for a four day weekend, so I'm not going to hold us up any longer. Three brothers, no sense. You know where to find us. Anybody want to take it? No, not at all. I'm not attempting that nope. at all. Uh-uh. <laughs> Listen, like, like share, subscribe, live, live comment. Like love. <laughs> live like love. <laughs> LLC. That's just terrible, man. <laughs> Dude, we've been doing this was what, episode 41, and y'all still can't do it. I know it's like listen, like, share, comment. Uh. Subscribe, subscribe, listen again. And, and, and yeah. Listen again. Yeah, there you go. You heard it. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs>